0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro.
2: And welcome back. I'm Deacon Paul Trinan. And we're, uh, we're broadcasting from the... The studios of the (laughs) Abbey of the Hills. It's actually just a conference room that we. I always like to "Eh,
1: pretend it's something fancy. It's
2: really fancy up here. (laughs) Yeah. The studios coming to you live. So we've got some really interesting guests coming along.
1: I was reading, I was rereading the questions for this next guest, and I was just like, oh, that's right. This is going to be fascinating. So we've
2: got Nathan and Teresa Dessenville. Am am I pronouncing your last name correctly, guys?
3: Yes, that is correct.
2: So, you guys own something called Third Day Family Farms. Third Day Family Farms, and you're up in the Bismarck-Mandan area, actually on the Mandan side of the river. Um, and y- y- you know what? <laughs> I've not heard of this before, and I am just intrigued by you having read a book calling, that's called you to discover your quote-unquote blue flame, which is basically incorporating something into your life that you love. It gives, gives you energy and fulfillment, as well as doing your other requirements. So which one of you guys want to start out? Where you're at, what, how this came about, and what you're doing?
3: Well, I, I think um, <laughs> I'll just give a brief background. Um, so Teresa and I met at NDSU. We were involved at the Newman Center there. And um, through the course of work and school, we ended up moving out here to Bismarck. And okay. um, Teresa's been a nurse. Uh, an oncology nurse working nights. And I've been teaching middle school and elementary at Catholic schools in Bismarck, Mandale. I currently work at um, the Montessori School in, at 2016. And kay. Teresa is currently working at St. Alexis Hospital. And so then I'll let Teresa take it from there. Hey,
2: Teresa. We're not hearing you right now, so can you stand over okay. or pull that a little closer to you? The Sorry. Trumpet. There yeah, you go. Can
4: you hear me now? We can. Okay, so just back up to the NBSU Newman Center. Nathan and I were both the janitors at the same time, so that's how our vocation started, I guess. Wow. Um Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, this book that I read was... Um, by Jennifer Full Wilder and discovering sure. your, um, your blue flame, um, which was just, you know, um, figuring out your passions in life and, um, incorporating them into your life so that you can feel fulfilled, energized to fulfill all of your other duties, um, in life, you know, that don't actually, you know, that maybe require more work and, and energy. So. Um, So after a lot of prayer and thought while I was reading this book, it was uh, definitely I I love to grow things and um, share things with people. So um, after trial and error of doing some uh, flower growing, um, that's where it came from. And Nathan has supported me um, in the last three years, you know, trying to trying to grow things
1: (laughs) so when you say growing flowers what so your your business third day family farms you grow flowers
4: yes yeah we have uh specialty cut flowers uh, that we grow from seed or bulb corm tuber um directly from the ground we start them at a you know at their seedling stage and Nurture them and, um, and then plant them out as the weather allows. Um, so we um, And some of these flowers are ones that maybe you've heard of, you know, like snapdragons or zinnias. Um, but then there's new um, new and different kinds that we've been trialing and, and different colors maybe that you wouldn't see in your typical garden. Um,
3: yeah. And part of what we're doing is really trying to help people get into local, locally grown flowers, freshly cut mm. flowers from from the field, and instead of the the big business flowers that come from Central or South America or uh, you know somewhere else. And this gives people a chance to really connect to their local farmers. So we sell to florists um, throughout Bismarck, Mandan, and uh, we also. Directly to consumers as in bouquets and other arrangements, and as requested. But yeah, it's just been a great way to connect with the flower community as well as the market community here in North Mandan. And it, so then,
1: how do you guys have like a large space where you're growing all these flowers, like an acreage?
3: We have a very um, small backyard in Mandan, <laughs> and we have filled it up. Completely uh, raised beds and all of our garden space, and then um, Teresa's sister lives east of Bismarck, and she was generous enough to give us a big plot of her land that we we've turned into a, a nice sized field. So we have many rows of flowers growing there as well. So oh, a lot amazing. of driving between Bismarck and Mandan to
1: I want to care out for the and flowers.
2: <laughs> and how yeah. long have you been doing this? How long have you guys been doing this, Nathan and Teresa? How, how, for how many years have you guys been have you had the um have you had the the flower
3: we've been we've been growing flowers um, for quite a while but really just selling flowers in the last three years okay well, and nice. you know got the business name created just a couple years ago and have really started making you know getting into advertising and, and actually going to market just in the last two years. So.
1: Wow. So how do you find time to do this when it sounds like you both have pretty full-time jobs?
3: Yeah. (laughs) I think we're blessed that um, I have the summers mostly available um, to help Mm -hmm. in whatever way I can, but Teresa really is the driving force behind this who does most of the work. Um, It was her venture to get into flower growing, not exactly mine at first. Um, So I'm, I'm more of the support and available in the summer but Teresa has a, a great opportunity at her job to work three nights, uh, three 12-hour shifts. And so then the rest okay. of the week is available to her.
1: Oh, wow. So you guys stay busy. So we're busy. Do... We're,
3: everything's pretty, schedule's pretty tightly packed.
2: And are there any other little Dessenvilles uh, <laughs> amidst your household? Do you have any children?
4: Yeah, we have um two daughters, a six-year-old and a four-year-old, and they um, like to point out flowers, you know, as we're driving and stuff, and they make their little bouquets, um, help us with watering, stuff like that. And I think, you know, I think our schedules are tightly packed, um, you know, but if we're doing it as a family, um, picking and watering and weeding, you know that we're still together, um, mm-hmm. so that really makes the, our time more meaningful. I think.
3: So yourself... yeah, and it's a great. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and it's a great um, thing that we like to put, hope that we can pass on to our kids this, you know, love of nature and just caring and for what God has given to us and the beauty that is around us. To get our yeah. kids involved with that it's kind of a a wonderful thing
2: and you're speaking to many many family farmers right yeah. now yeah uh, they're just we're just used to them growing wheat and beans and beets and corn <laughs> we're not used to them growing flowers. The flowers that you're talking about, which is which is a beautiful option
3: um, yeah and I'm sure know, I'm there sure. are there are other local flower growers in the area and in North Dakota, but it isn't a big industry um, but we would like to see more and more involvement in local flowers. I think that that's, there's there's such a better vase life. There's such a better quality to the, the flower itself, um, just having been cut fresh and not having to worry about transport. And so,
2: well, yeah. well, okay, so you would like to see that. You'd like to see more of these things. So I'm going to walk through that door you just opened for me. Nathan, <laughs> how would you recommend, because you're... It sounds like you're about the same age as one of my daughters and um, her husband. And and I'm not saying they're going to do this, but somebody similar, you know, younger or older, they're, they're listening right now and they're going, Wow, wow, I think my blue flame has just been lit. And, and they're going, this is something I want to pursue. Where do I go? Where would you recommend um, somebody who's just maybe, maybe, you know, Getting that same flame as you guys are. Where, where would be their next step?
3: I, we well, found uh, people to mentor, uh, to mentor us, or to, to other examples. So Teresa, I'll let you you go. You, the one really behind following other flower farmers.
4: Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's the it's, it's a good thing about social media is you get to um, see other farmers, flower farmers um, that. Um, post their things and, you're, oh, how do I do that? So it's just, um, if flower farming is, or flowers, is your blue flame, um, just discover it. There's books and books um, out there, YouTube videos. Um. I took a flower farming class from a, um, a rather um, popular flower farmer from Washington. So she's not in our same growing zone Um, meaning her climate is way different, Um, but she had so, she told us, or basically was like, these are the mistakes I made, I'm giving this tool, these tools to you so you don't make those mistakes, so hopefully Uh it shaved off like five years of um,
3: (laughs) trial for it. Yeah,
4: Yeah, a lot of trial and error.
3: But I think my other advice would be don't be afraid to take a step into the unknown and don't be afraid to make mistakes mm-hmm. There's funny that we've learned along the way and this doesn't go oh, well sir. in this way, this doesn't work in this climate, but you know. Be not afraid.
2: You're saying be <laughs> not afraid of flowers. Right. Be not that afraid and yeah. live now. Do it now. There's no presence.
4: Do- we, we have to be a the stubborn way- person. <laughs>
2: The, I'm stubborn, right? And, and the way it sounds like, you know, because I'm hearing wind in the background over your over your cell phone connection. I'll bet you're out in the, the field right now, Nathan.
3: Yeah, we were in the same shop <laughs> at first, and it was too hard to hear. From the phone okay. and from her, so I, I stepped
4: out. <laughs> and I'm cool. sitting on the
1: lawnmower right now.
3: So <laughs> I love it. This is Catholic. That's
0: right. I love it.
1: Well, we're going to take a quick break, Nathan and Teresa. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about Third Day Family Farms. So stick with us. We'll be right back with more.
0: This is Real Presence Live.
2: <laughs> okay, you guys still there, right? Hello, Nathan? Teresa. Okay, okay cool. Your guys are doing great. I do hear some feedback, so if there's any way you could mitigate that, that'd be great. But if you can't, I get it. It's no problem.
1: Like we're getting, we're getting wind or something.
2: Yeah. This okay. right. You Okay. Know, you sound a lot better, better yeah. now. So yeah. I think I think you got it.
1: I think, I think you, you got it. it. So then we'll talk about the um, use slash nursing, the Catholic uh, roots for
5: your. If you have ever been through the hell of deep darkness and suffering, like the suicide of a loved one, do you know that your experience may be helpful to someone else? I'm Father Chris Alar. Mercy is defined as a particular mode of love that when love encounters suffering, it does something about it. And when you exercise the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, you are truly loving your neighbor. Jesus said, When a soul approaches me with trust, I fill it with an abundance of graces that it cannot contain it within itself, but radiates them to other souls. Let us show you how to be that radiator and find healing for yourself in the process. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll.
0: And this is Deacon Paul Trinan.
1: And we're broadcasting today from the Abbey of the Hills in South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. It's been an interesting day with guests.
2: It's been great. Our last
1: ones are no exception to that. Uh, It's Nathan and Teresa Dessenville. Who own Third Day Family Farms, which is a flower shop, flower sellers.
2: It's a flower growing. <laughs>
1: flower growing. Thank you, because yeah. they you sell two shops, so That's right. you've been t- kind of sharing with us how this works, and I didn't even know this was something that could be done. Why you? Um, so, Teresa, you said that um, Third Day Family Farms is rooted in your Catholic faith. Can you explain that a little bit?
4: yeah the the name itself I think Nathan could explain a little bit more, but um this year in particular, I discovered more of a spiritual element of it. um there's a lot of, you know our climate is like just outrageous. you have heat and cold and heat and cold and seasonal freeze, and freeze. Um, so I'm like discovering um that I need to, and I can, um, put all of this into the Lord's hands, like, okay, there's a frost coming in early May, what do we do? Like, I have no control over that, and, um, definitely the Lord was trying to teach me, um, Mm. to just let it go, you know? You do as much as you can, and then He'll take care of it, and whether or not it's going to freeze your flowers or not, you just (laughs) have to be okay with that. Mm.
3: Yeah, and so having the, you know, any time you're growing something in North Dakota, you need to have faith and faith. that it will all work out. And so the name Third Day Family Farms, as you can probably guess, um, is rooted in Genesis on the third day of creation when God created all of this, the seeding plants and vegetation that you know make up the beauty of the world, and he saw that it was good. And um, so in that, we see this work that we are doing um, as really being stewards of God's creation. Um, Hmm. They're not things that we've invented, things that we've created. We are just doing what they naturally do. We help and guide them to grow. We um, see the beauty in them, and we give them to others. That's really us trying to live that call to be stewards of of God's uh, creation.
2: So let me follow up with that point. Oh, go, finish up, Nathan, finish up.
3: Well, the other aspect of the name Third Day, then, is also, you know, Jesus rose on the third day and gave new life, and so we see that the flowers are really themselves full of life and a sign of the resurrection, and giving that life to others, Um, you can see the the joy that that brings to people as well. So it's kind of a combination of the third day of creation and a little bit of the, the third day of the rising of Jesus. That's together, beautiful third day family
2: thought that's very beautiful and I'm, I'm also touched by the fact that it it gives other people, but it also gives you like like in your description of blue flame it's simply <laughs> incorporating something into your life that you love so that it gives you energy and fulfillment to mm-hmm. do all the other things that require of you i I'm, I'm curious of this, so I come from a medical background I'm married to a nurse teresa you're a nurse <laughs> you're a, you're an oncology nurse okay yeah. <laughs> so there's not. There's not a. Uh, there can be many, many challenges. I can only imagine mm. with an oncology nurse. How does this blue flame affect you as a nurse?
4: Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I haven't pondered that too much, but I, I, you know, there's a lot of darkness in the world, and um, we're bombarded with it. Whether that's people suffering or. Um, you know, things that we see globally. Um, And I think flowers, um, they change your event. They change your space. Um, And so it's kind of spring, whether mentally, physically, emotionally, um, and then they can see these flowers or, you know, just brighten their day maybe. Or um, like for some people we have we grow sweet peas um and some are like oh my grandma she Mm. used to grow these and i remember that smell you know so Mm. just that that connection to memories or people um that's what it's all about for me i
2: guess yeah Yeah. you know it's so god just doesn't there's no such thing as coincidences (laughs) but we, we've been blessed. We're here at the Abbey, and there's, there's several caretakers that we have and people that are part of the Abbey. And one of the women here is named Sylvia Marchetti, and she, she knew we were coming and going to do this show. Um, mm-hmm. And so she provides a small little vase of, I'm counting, 11 different flowers. When I say different, I know they're different because they're different colors, but I could never name any one of them. But it's just...
1: That's a dandelion. It's
2: just not. There is not a coincidence that we're talking to you about this subject because it does change your environment. It changes...
1: And as I was setting up for the show this morning, I took a picture of it and put it on Facebook because I was like, what a beautiful blessing to have these flowers because they brought me joy. They, You know, and... So it's just uh, it's just full circle.
2: So I want to I want to circle back again to that same question I asked of you, Trees, and I'm going to ask you, Nathan. How does <laughs> doing this? How does this blue flame of doing this? Yeah, sometimes it's a lot of work. I'm sure. How does that affect your work as a middle school teacher in Catholic school, Montessori school, in the people Because that, that's not an easy job either, teaching junior <laughs> high students.
3: Whoa. Well, I, I, let me. Uh, you i used to teach junior high i'm now teaching elementary but um i am at a montessori school and i think that to me is where the connection is because um in the montessori classroom uh, teachers really see ourselves as guides who are trying to find the, the the student within who is themselves doing the learning and we are just guiding that and as um a steward of flowers, we're we're doing that as well. We're just finding what it is that they need, what is the environment that these flowers need to be in to achieve their best growth. And I do the same thing with students, you know, affecting the environment around them so that they have a chance to, um, to bloom, so that the students have a chance to really um, grow um, of their own accord rather than of me giving them something I, and, and instead helping them to... Um, find what's already in them. Like if the flower is already in the seed that's in the ground, it's already there. We just need to give it the right environment. And so I see that in mm. teaching at the Montessori school as well.
1: I love that.
2: You know, you must have been sitting in on my last couple spiritual directions um, <laughs> <laughs> meetings with Father Peter Andrew because we're talking about a guy named uh, Jean-Paul de Cassad and he talks about that same thing. It's, it's, it's in the simple things and it's in a simple thing, not trying to figure out what the biology of the seed and what all this. there's folks that do that, I get it, and things like that. but it's just to be present and to, to nurture uh, a simple act, a simple, simple act. I think yeah, the most beautiful. simple of those is Mary and how she's represented that for us, saying yes. Yeah. so yeah, wonderful conversation. I Nathan wish you could and talk Teresa,
1: more. thank you so much for joining us today. It was a joy to get to know you.
3: Thank Thank you so much for having us. We really
2: appreciate it. God bless you. And who knows, maybe if I'm up there seeing that son of mine up there in in, uh, University of Mary, I swing out and buy a a big bouquet of flowers for my wife.
1: (laughs) Deacon of the year. Deacon of the year. All right. Thank you so much, guys. So long. Okay, Deacon, that's already the end of the show.
2: That's a good sto- show. Thank you very much. I know.
1: So, we're going to head up to Rachel. She's going to tell us what's happening tomorrow.
4: Coming up on the next Real Presence Live on Wednesday, Mike Kodrowski and Doug Jellick will be hosting from Market Press Coffee Company in Dickinson, North Dakota. Do the Catholic faith and coffee go together? Luke and Greta Schweitzer will discuss that question. Then Dr. Matthew Bunsen will talk about the Lily of the Mohawks. Then Amanda Jensen and Chris Kraft will share about how to have a better understanding of your faith. All this and more coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: Oh, great. Great. Awesome. Thanks, Rachel.
1: Man, whoever's putting those shows together Chris Kraft, is awesome.
2: He's been out here to the Abbey. I've met him a couple of yeah. times. Good man. Good man. Good man. Good
1: man. <sighs> Overall thoughts, Deacon?
2: Um, it's a, such a variety. We da- dance Today around. A, we had to be yeah. really flexible with, with the folks that we had men's ministries, um, ministries to our Latin American brothers and sisters who are becoming our neighbors and then the beauty of God's creation, and then how it grows us and is shared with those around mm-hmm, us, right? Mm-hmm. Toward, toward, toward Christ. Um, not just for our own benefit, but for the sake of the kingdom. So right. it's a beautiful thing.
1: Beautiful. Well, it's been a joy, and I think it's fitting that these flowers are sitting here. Um, yeah.
2: You know, and I, and, I, and I just want to speak to something that's on my heart a little bit about, okay. um, about what Sister... Sister Janet talked about with the, 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 the immigration. You know, I was just talking with Rachel. Rachel is our off-air coordinator. She kind of keeps us on cue. And, and she's from Cuban descent. Her grandfather, I think if I get this right, um, immigrated to the United States as a 14-year-old. And you sit there and you hear about what's going on in Cuba and you hear about what's going on in Haiti. I've been, I've been blessed to go to Haiti and witness over 75% unemployment what would that do to us and I've been out of Guatemala about a half a dozen times and witnessed what's going on down there we're blessed to be in America but we're also a blessing to others we should be a blessing we're called to be a blessing to others um, and then doing it in a responsible uh, just way um, not pell-mell um, but at the same time being Christ to others so mm-hmm. Amen. just very touching
1: yeah, beautiful well, will you close us with a prayer?
2: Yeah, I'd be, I'd be honored to. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of uh, this last two hours, the gift of this program. May the seeds, may the seeds that have been planted um, in the hearts of our listeners and in our own hearts spring forth to give you glory, praise, and uh, to show our love, our deep love for our fellow brothers and sisters. Through Christ our Lord, amen. amen.